from the yeehaws to the yahoos and everything in between this podcast is for you hey guys we're back with another episode of the podcast this is probably going to be one of my most favorite ones that we've done so far because it's with one of my favorite people Julie Costelli. Hi, guys. <laughs> we had to twist her arm three times to get her to do it, but we finally got her talked into it. So we figured you guys would uh, enjoy hearing from the woman of little words. I feel, like she, I feel like she doesn't say a whole lot, and we all wish that she would. We all wish that she would help us and give us advice and yell at us or whatever whatever so we're gonna um, do our best to get as much advice out of her and as we can for you guys tonight right. <laughs> i'll do my best <laughs> all right julie tell us a little bit about how you got into horses and well my mom always had horses and just grew up trail riding and actually um the neighbor, Alan Holbert, I don't know if anybody knows Alan Holbert. I know not. the name. He was with Running Barrels and uh, with w, with West Virginia Contest Riders. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going to shows and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. So, <laughs> and, was, you, and you have a twin sister. I do. So you and your sister, did she start riding when you she did? did she did Western Pleasure. And we did some 4-H stuff. And stuff like that but she she stayed western pleasure english pleasure for a lot longer i didn't know that i got tired actually. of it like <laughs> it's freaking boring isn't got, it it is that's where i started yeah. too and it she sucks was, she was more timid and she just couldn't have told it later on right <laughs> right you were both pretty you both were pretty hard to beat yeah she but yeah she stayed with the she liked the western pleasure and then I was like, I want to go fast. <laughs> but, uh, so, and then it just started, and then they, I guess, I think Alan introduced us to Glenn. Okay. And Where'd then, you get your first barrel horse? Um, actually, she came from the Hickory Sale, which was the gray mare that I used to run. Oh, Lexi's mama. Lexi's mama. So, that was your first barrel horse? That was my first barrel horse. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Yeah. I did not know that. So, how old were you whenever you got her? Eight. So, no, you tra- uh, did yes. you train her? Or- yes. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Talk cool. about natural talent. Uh, yeah. That to be your first barrel yeah. horse, and you uh, trained it at yeah. eight years old. <laughs> how long did you run her? Till she was 17, I think. Okay. And then you bred her. Yeah. She had five or six babies. Which were any of the, other than Lexi, were any of those, did they run? Yeah. They, they all did. did. Mm-hmm. Did what you was run her monster name? Uh, Miss Roman Velvet. And then, um, let me guess. Let me, I'm thinking here. So, first time we brought her was to Maybe Doc. Mm-hmm. And we got a gray filly. And she was just really lazy and just really didn't want it. She was more troll mm-hmm. material, so I sold her as a troll horse. She was started on barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, then... I think it was no it was chewy one she was she was bred. i forgot he was chewy out one, of her out of, out of her and uh spinner and mm-hmm. the gr- ladies from i think up around snowshoe bought her bought him same oh, time uh, the dart. rodeo yeah oh who was that uh-huh i know who you're talking about but anyhow, he mm-hmm. was nice like he could run when he wanted to but he was lazy mm-hmm. and um 
he was an asshole too. <laughs> yeah, he was a jerk. But anyhow, um, so then we got the gray mare that was by maybe Doc, and then Zippy Skippy, which he was nice. Zippy Skippy was out of her. How uh-huh. did I not know all Zippy this? Skippy. Uh, that Lauren bought off of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he turned out, I mean, he was good, and then I think he just fell apart. And you sold him to a girl in Ohio? Yeah. Danielle? Danielle. Yeah. Somebody? What's her last name? Gooler, I think. Gooler. Okay. Yeah. But she didn't get along with him, and things just fell apart. He was kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he was a jerk, too. <laughs> so, I mean, a little bit. He could be. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And then Chewy, too. He was really nice, and... He slipped a gas away mm-hmm. his four-year-old year. And, I mean, I think we went to New Haven, and I think Lance Graves was there. Mm-hmm. And we ran right there with Lance Graves. On year. what fame? I mm-hmm. told you we ran against Lance in what fame at New Haven. <laughs> she said, there? I said, yes, he was there. Yeah. I don't I know, know that why. they used to go to Winfield and stuff, but New Haven's such a random place. It is. Like, I don't know why they were there. Yeah. And uh, close to Ohio really and all. There are so many. And, uh. It's there are so many um, big-time barrel racers from Ohio. So, like, I mean, he he was coming on really good, and he got hurt, and then he ended up getting EPM. Yeah. And then uh, Lexi's her last baby. I think she was 25, I think, when she had her. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't realize that the only horse that I didn't know was the first one, the first gray. I knew all the other ones, and I didn't even know they were out of her, so that's yeah. funny. Yep, they all did pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you ran all those horses, and they all did really well. I definitely remember the chew- remember you running both the Chewies. Because mm-hmm. so they looked identical. They but did. one was shorter, and one was taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. several of them were jerks or quirky. Did they get that? Was their mom yeah. like that? Or No. No? They, um, they were out of uh, Rostovich's stud, which is... Oh, he was nice, the bay. Um, right. Flat-busted broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is... Hun Hun. Hun Hun's mom. The brown bomber, as I like to call her. Yep. I did not know that they were related to her. Mm -hmm. Huh. So. That's cool. Yeah. And then I bought a gray mare. So we got introduced to Glenn. And I bought a, I think a weanling off of Glenn. Out of Spinner? Out of Spinner, yep. A gray mare, Philly. And uh, she turned out really good. And I think she is still alive, honestly. Oh, really? I think Laura White messaged me last year about her. Cool. And they do, like, hunter jumper stuff with her and just... How old would she be? 21. But you were a... Well, I just lost my train of thought. So you went from the gray mare, and then did you just start running her babies, basically? Yeah. Now, did I, you... I did send them to Glenn. I was just getting ready to ask yeah, you. I did send them to so Glenn. So you started her, and then the babies you sent to Glenn. Yeah, and it's all except Lexi. How right. long did he keep them? Probably 30 Probably days. 30. That's all Glenn kept anything. <laughs> yeah. That's all he could needed. get stuff done <laughs> so I always saddled him and tried to ride them, and then I'd send them to him whenever. Yeah. And... And he broke them and started them on barrels within yep. that 30-day time period. Yep. It's impressive. <laughs> we wish yep, we had a glen in today's time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. then, uh, you know, Erica bought 
cookie and which was out of spinner right mm -hmm. so you guys rode a lot of spinner babies yeah basically every horse we from the time probably we was 12 to we were 18 we bought basically all our horses off of glenn except the ones you, we raised so how did you meet glenn i think through glenn through uh alan holbert Okay. And so at the time, in the WVCRA, West Virginia Contest Riders so, Association. Yeah. Okay. So did Glenn give you lessons, or did you just kind of send horses to him to train and that type of thing? I'm trying to think, because, like, that's been so long ago. <laughs> yeah. And I know he stood me in a corner one time, <laughs> because I was trying to, I thought I knew more than what I did at that point. He but, stood you in a corner, still, like, for punishment? Yeah. <laughs> My sister was riding one of the horses, and he was trying to tell her what to do, and, I, and then I was trying to tell her what to do, and, and of course, you know, me thinking I knew it all. How old were you at the time? Ten. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I'm he sure still he tries that. to put me in the corner. But, <laughs> You're yeah. too big now. Just, he can't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, tell us some of the accomplishments you had with the gray mare. A lot of the W... Back then, all we had was WBCRA. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I ever... I don't know if they give saddles back then or not. I can't mm -hmm. even remember. Yeah. Um, I got jackets and stuff i'm I'm not sure she the congress i did run her at the congress i did place in the youth uh 14 to 18 i believe and i think i got third i think it was last year i retired her after that hmm. i think she was 16 and she, locally, she was pretty competitive no, she just she had a club foot and she had that club foot for years and uh -huh. it was just and she was hard to catch to have babies Right. And Glenn's like, if you don't quit riding her, she's real nervous. So he's like, if you don't quit riding her, you're not going to be able to have any babies. And she's going to be too old. Right. And the only way we could get her caught the first time was bring her up and turn her out with spinner. So you just started, so we you just, just let him. Yeah. Had to hope it happened. Yep. And it did. And she caught, you know, every every time after that. But uh, I wasn't hopeful the last time we read her because she was so old. Right. And I never give her any regimate or anything. Well, he was know? probably kind of old too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, no. So that stud was my sister had a stud. Oh, it was, okay. Um, Doc oh. Barbred. The gray horse. Right? <clears throat> no, he was Sorrel. I don't know if I remember that horse. Remember it? Yeah, she had him for a while, but we could never. He was he would buck, like he bucked her off. I mean, Mike Thomas rode him. He bucked. <laughs> I mean, bucked hard. We yeah. sent him to Lauren Cox. They couldn't get him broke either. So, um, but Lexi turned out good. I was yeah. going to say, she saved the best for last, yep. right? Yep. I would say. I remember Ashley <laughs> come up and I was getting ready. I was just wanting to saddle her and stuff. Remember this? Ashley? Oh, I remember. And I was like, let's saddle her. And I had saddled she her She said, before. will you help me break her? Not, not me break her, but like. Just help you hold her and like, you know. Yeah, so we took her out in the arena and saddled her up. And, uh, I mean, she about damn near bucked the saddle off. Yeah. And I turned her back out and I said, okay, I'm done. 
<laughs> and yeah. you left her for like a year, right? Didn't they? Yeah. Did like, David Thomas break her yeah, after that? He came I out and wrote he her twice. He came out and wrote her twice. Yeah. Twice for me, and then I wrote She her. never bucked though, uh-huh. right? She just yeah. needed a year to think yeah. about it. <laughs> it was so funny because we put the saddle on her, and Julie had a lunge line, and, and she I was up. holding her, and then I mean, she started, and she was doing that like bronc, like bell, or you know, like that noise, mm. and we were both like, "Holy <laughs> shit, no, nobody's getting on that thing." And so Julie. <laughs> She got her stopped and she went, okay, I'm done. <laughs> she just turned around. <laughs> yep, I said, sounds, sounds good to me. That was her three-year-old year. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Because yeah. I just thought it was going to be, be a repeat of her dad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know that part. I didn't know her dad bucked. So that makes yeah. sense why you were so done with her yes. like at that point. Yes. Because you were probably thinking, oh, oh God. God. What have yep. I done? Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And she was small, and I just really wasn't that interested in her. Well, then, when I had to put her mom down, mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's time. And it was her four-year-old year. I'm like, okay. So, I just started saddling her in the stall, and mm-hmm. then I called David Thomas. He came up and put a couple rides on her, and I was like, yep. And then it was... And you completely trained her yourself. Yes. Glenn didn't have a hand no. in that one. And the cool thing about Julie, which she won't probably say about herself, is she doesn't do all the groundwork and all that goofy shit she just somehow she saddles them a few times lunches them around and then she just does it the old-fashioned way and gets on but it works and you know so it's just it's a different method but it's cool and it works and was that your preference from the beginning or did you learn that from glenn i learned it from glenn <laughs> of course i did and what is it? They don't need a back to run barrels or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they can't run barrels going backwards. So. <laughs> yeah, so if you've ever had a Glenn Watkins horse, they probably didn't back. I know Breeze, she will, but you have to lay on her mouth. Breeze would, but you had to. Yeah. yeah. You had to ask her pretty. Yeah, he never taught him to back. He didn't care. <laughs> Which, I mean, they don't. Right. So, whatever. I don't you know. It worked for Especially him, and it worked for Julie, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, so, yeah. what were some of? I guess Lexi, you ran for the longest out of her babies. Then, yeah, was she your like next generation, or did you have some horses in between the great I had and her? horses in between. I bought colts off of Glenn, and you had not Cookie, who baby, baby. Well, she was your sister's though. Yeah, Erica's. That's what. But we had Cookie, we had Baby. Those were her Erica's horses. And they were out of spinner. They were out of spinner. Um, uh, and when did you start riding with Glenn? Like when did you? Because I know you kind of transitioned to where you you had your own horses, but you were starting to ride some of Glenn's horses. So how did that kind of come well, about? Well, I quit riding for a while, and uh, I took a break. How old were you? Probably nineteen. Probably around early early. Probably 1920. Okay. And I started teen roping. Oh, okay. So I teen roped for a couple of years. And then I started getting back into barrel racing. And uh, that's when I had, I still had a bunch of her, ba- the gray mare's babies. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, we'll just I'll just use what I have and start going. And I think that's when, maybe when we started with Lexi. Mm-hmm. I think you started coming up. And, uh. So, I got out of the roping, I sold my roping horse, and I traded, I traded him for, actually, Flo. Oh. From Roxanne Walker. I think it's Roxanne uh-huh. Springer now. Oh. Cool. Uh-huh. And, uh, 
she was just a two-year-old. And um, so, you know, I sold some of the Grey Mare's babies, and then I had her coming up, and Lexi. So tell us the same time. And then you start, but you ran the hoe too around I that time. I ran the hoe. Yeah. So you must have been riding for Glenn. So how did that come So that like? was. Yeah. Mm, so actually, I think Glenn asked Erica if, you know, I think he was having trouble with his back and stuff. And at that time, Erica was dating Charlie. Charlie. So she was, you know, riding some and they were showing some. And um, then that didn't work out. And then. Uh, he was going to see if Eric would still come up and help him ride. And she didn't want to, so I just started. So, I think I was 23, maybe. I think when all this started with Flo and... So, you just initially started Lexi. coming, like... Were you just helping him... Like, were you working on the pattern, or what? I was exercising him, working him on the pattern, and... Because you guys used to haul two trailers, right? Yeah. You used to have yours, wow. and then he yeah. would haul a trailer so full, too. Seven. You'd have, like, I was going to have, like, six or seven, seven. I thought. Yeah. You'd haul. Because mm-hmm. you had, I remember Roni. Roni. Hun Hun. That's who he had. I had Chewy One, Chewy Two. <laughs> um, that was their name. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Did we mention Roni? Yeah. Yeah, Roni. And, um... Then you started, Lexi was after you, you sold the Chewy, so, yeah. Did you have home and flow at that time, or no? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure you had Ho, because she was one of the ones that I really remember you riding, and yeah. that was around, and I remember Chewy, too. Yeah. I mean, both of the Chewies. When right? did, um, when did Nettie... Come into oh, the I about Nettie. You had Nettie for a, a while. You yeah. had her for a long time, several years. Yeah. And did you have Dart? We had Dart, yep. I don't remember him. Do you all have any? Well, Glenn had Dart. I just Beckless. assumed they did. So we Beckless sold Dart and Roni at the same time, Glenn did. To the Beckless. Well, Roni went to Beckless and Dart oh, went to... Oh, to that other girl. Yeah. I, can't, I don't remember who it is, too. Yeah, that's right. And then they bought him off of her. Yeah. A okay. couple a year or two later or yeah. something, yeah. So, so you were you guys were uh, you had a trailer full of nice ones. I mean, all the time. Yeah, and it was nice because you know Glenn would help me saddle. Right. He'd warm them up. Yeah. And he'd be holding one as I got off one. <laughs> I get on the next one, and he'd take that one back to the trailer and bring another one. It was just. Oh my gosh. I don't know. How, I could never do it now. I don't think. Oh yeah, you could. All that. Many. I bet you paid for your weekend a lot, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So around that time, with those seven on the trailer, did you have a favorite? I liked. I liked them all, but (laughs) Hun Hun was the one I liked because she was the hardest to ride. (laughs) But she was the fastest, and if you kept the barrels up, you knew you were going to win. Yeah, there was no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, um, she had an arena record up in Ohio, right? Yep. Was it Portview or Grizzle Ridge? Grizzle. Yeah, because she broke Breeze's arena record. Yep. Breeze had the arena record, and then Hun Hun's the one that broke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know who ha- I don't know who has it now, but I don't think anybody because I think they quit showing. Like they're not gotcha. Yeah. Not doing anything. Mm-mm. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, but yeah, we had 
horses out there. So what were some of her accomplishments? Did you and Glenn ride her? Yeah, yes. Glenn started, and then once you I had started to. riding for Glenn. <laughs> he had to, because she, yeah. so she, tell her, tell them a little about her story. So Hun Hun is the one that I always call the brown bomber, but she was the one, if you were showing back then, was the one that had the kick chains, and <laughs> the, I think Glenn ran her for a little while with a race mask on. Yep. And she would always jig. She looked like uh, her feet were always moving. Yeah, she couldn't stand still. It didn't matter what was happening. Her feet were always moving. And her mouth was a chomping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would chomp her teeth. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that now. So. Yep. And she'd kick horses that were walking by. Yep. You she had, had to, to keep, the ch- kick keep chains, chains on her tied to the trailer. Because and she'd on kick. the trailer because she kicked in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'd rake her teeth across the trailer. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Uh huh. So, but there was nothing like her. <laughs> Not a whole lot of people to put up with her either. <laughs> she simmered down there towards the end. She, she really was did. better. Yeah. Still, people wouldn't have wanted to deal with her. No. Mm-mm. But I think it is a testament to her that Glenn kept her because Glenn didn't keep anything. That was so I think it says yeah. how. She was a special horse. I mean, you got her out of the, out of the kill pen, right? Yeah, Waynesburg. <laughs> she yeah. came from Waynesburg kill pen. Yep. Yeah. Who um, had her? Do you know? George Wyatt. I thought. And so. then Tom Springer bought her at the sale. He did. Yep. And then did he? Did Glenn end up with her because she was the way she was? Well, I think Tom called Glenn and was like, "Hey, I bought a horse. I think you know which." what horse it is it came from george wyatt and uh did glenn try so, to buy her maybe when she was yes, younger yes yes as a three-year-old he's okay. told me the story yeah. yeah okay and uh then glenn went down and looked at her and it was her and he's like i'll take her and tom's like i'll bring her up <laughs> well i guess tom opened a door stall door for glenn to look at her and tom turned around and she come out of that stall and knocked Tom clear down on the ground. <laughs> but uh, when he pulled up in the trailer with her, she was loose in the stock trailer. Loose, like. Uh-huh. And uh, Glenn knew why after he hauled her a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> yep. It's because she kicked the crap out of it. You had to keep kick chains on her. I remember when Glenn was running her and then uh, I remember when you started running her. But, like, I think that was with Roni, right? Roni mm-hmm. and her and the hoe. and. Why did you start riding her? Because of his back? or? Yeah. She hurt his back, didn't she? Yeah, because she turned so And she hard. also broke his ankle, right? Yep, at, at the ranch. <laughs> that wasn't her. I mean, she wasn't doing anything bad. Yeah, she, she fell, fell down. Yeah, and broke his ankle. <sighs> yeah. I've seen pictures of her turning a barrel and Glenn's foot was touching the ground. Yeah. She was insanely, insanely athletic. Yeah. It was crazy. She was fast. But then she, she did knock a lot, but then you found out that she was blind in one eye or something, right? She was, I think she was going blind in her eye at the time. And we didn't... Glenn had traded for another horse and turned it her out with it. And next thing you know, this horse, new horse kicks her in the shoulder. And she was done after that. So, And then we noticed that she was completely blind, like... Just showed up, I think, out of nowhere. But I figured that's pretty why that yeah, she was knocking. She was knocking. Stuff. Yeah. But. So would you also, I know we said at that time she was your favorite. Would you also say that she was your 
favorite of all time, or do you have a couple? I have a few, because I liked a lot of them. I don't know. Um, when you have that many nice, nice ones, horses. I would imagine it's hard to pick. Yeah. I liked Flo. I didn't like her at first, but like towards the end, I really liked her. And I always liked Rooney. Mm-hmm. And I always liked the hoe. Just different reasons for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say one thing about them is they were all kind of hard to get along with. And Julie loved them all. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> they all had their own little quirks. Yeah. With things. Like the hoe liked to pull back every once in a while. And I think that's the why. You couldn't doctor her. You couldn't doctor her. She didn't like needles. I will never forget the time that Taylor Eastridge tried her out to buy her at Waynesburg. And Glenn, Glenn was, was like, a mess. I can't even watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She Glenn won the barrel race. Taylor did awesome on yeah. her. But yeah, Glenn was a mess. He said, I hate selling horses to kids. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. He told James that, you know, you don't have to take her. Yeah. James is like, oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just won the barrel race. She's going home with us. <laughs> well, I think... Um, that's a testament to your England's training, though. That uh, not taking anything from Taylor, but she was little. Yeah, what, she would tell you at the twelve time or she, something, maybe or thirteen, 10, eleven, maybe. Yeah, well, and could get on a one D horse and run her and, and at win. The time, she had never ran I a mean, horse that fast. Maybe yeah. not never. Well, yeah, that fast, but like even close to that. Like she yes. had Poco, and I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. That was like her first one D horse, but yeah. that's a testament to their training, which I talked about in my podcast about how. They just let them work, and they don't baby them, and, you know, you don't have to put your foot in here and do this. There's not, like, 700 things you have to do. They just kind of teach the horse, teach to, the horse to do it, and yeah. you're there to cue a little bit, but, yeah. And that's probably why you've had so many nice ones. Definitely. Yeah, yeah it, and, and the cool thing also about that is now I know that the George White's horse, that, that horse, the stud, what's mm-hmm. his name? Black bus. That, no, it was, that um, was yours. No, um, he had, it was Ross Sovich. Ross. busted broke. That's right. Yes, that that stud horse, he was well known here. Yeah. I mean, he was everybody, and that was a nice stud. Mm-hmm. Quiet, or at least, what maybe he wasn't, but he was quite what I saw him and right. behaved and whatever. But um, the, he was bred nice, but not like compared to... It's not like Frenchman's guy and Dash to Fame. Like, th- these were you just horses that were... Yeah. You were not running papers. And you yeah. have a whole... You have two trailers full of 1D horses, and none of them were, you know, ma- magical bloodlines. Feral horse bred, yeah, quote-unquote. Right. Yeah. I mean, you guys could just make a horse out of whatever. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I don't think any of those horses have any... Things super special in their papers, do they? No. I mean, none of them did. I mm-hmm. haven't. I say this all the time, but I haven't been around a long time. But in the 12 years that I was around, you guys were running a lot in my early days. And I've never seen a horse that wasn't in the 1D or at least 2D with them. Like Right. With, I mean, against single horse. whoever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I, I think that's a testament to just training and uh, ability from you guys. So I know I've slacked off here the past few years, but yeah, we all do. Life happens. It does. Take a break, but especially yeah. when you've been doing it as long as yeah. you have. 
Yeah, and things have changed, and that's the next thing I wanted to talk about was your program has changed now some. You don't have Glenn horses. You don't have spinner babies. You don't have the gray mare babies. You know, it's t- it's it's tough to transition, I think, when you, you're so used to you kind of get set in um, – get used to riding, you know, with Glenn, and now, you know, he doesn't get to ride, and I think that makes a difference, and so then you sold those horses, you know, and so now you're kind of in a a transition of, you've got new horses, new bloodlines, new bought a stud, like, yeah, so now you've, like, you're kind of rebuilding, yeah, you know, and it's different. Or transitioning to a new phase, that would be. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the the stud and the babies and the the horses that you have. So I so the last horse who was the last like Lexi was that the last horse that was there, like during that period when you and Glenn were both like showing it would have been kind of together Ho, right. It would have been Flo or Flo yeah Flo was still running at the and time Lexi. that you sold Ho right yeah. And I'm trying to think of what Glenn had at the time. Where did... Because I'm just, like, what did you... So, in between those horses and then what was the oh, next horse? Honey. He had honey. He had honey. And, uh... What else? And uh, Deedle's horse. You got him. Oh, yeah. Southern Doctor. Yeah. So, was that... And then Retha. So, Retha. who was the next set of horses that you got after it those horses? The Southern Doctor that Deedle, Deedle has, has. Now. Retha, which Whitney Beckwith has. Um, I still had... No, I didn't have Lexi. Because I sold her. And that's yeah. when I bought all these. I got Flashlight. Oh, yeah. And um, Oklahoma. Or was she She later? was a little later. She was it? a little later, yeah. That was you before bought I bought of- Monty. Right, because you bought those. They so were young, I bought right? those four, yeah. And then you started, they were, were they, some of them were off the track, Yeah, right? Flashlight was off the track. I bought him as a two-year-old. Retha, I bought from Alicia and Zach Kilgus. And then I bought Southern Doctor out of Indiana. And I can't, put, I can't remember her name, but he was off track, too. Yeah. So, initially, you guys were training, and, you know, it just didn't really matter. It was kind of what came into your hands. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how, like, when you are purchasing a horse, what are you looking for? Um, Not probably what everybody else looks for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to know your secrets. (laughs) Right. I mean, I really don't look at papers. I mean, I do and I don't, but. Why would you? And then you couldn't win. You don't need papers. <laughs> uh, that's the looks of them. I don't know. Flashlight. I knew I wanted him as soon as I seen him, and I was like, as soon as I get back from the best of the best, if he still has him, we're going to South Carolina. Yeah. And that's what I did. And, and he's very, and he, and he is nice. I mean, oh, so he I can be. He, can he is. Be. He not has, fast. He's fast, but he and has strong. And strong and athletic <laughs> yep he's all those things and did you see videos of him or no, just strictly from pictures just from a picture wow she sent him to me like four times and she was like i really want this horse <laughs> i was like because we were going to the best of the best and yeah. i was like man i hope if he if he hasn't sold when i come back 
we're going after him. <laughs> yep. And uh, it wasn't long after that you bought Retha, right? Yep. I think probably maybe two weeks. That's later. what I was thinking. It wasn't very long. Mm-mm. And uh, she was already broke, and then I think uh, tracked some cows and stuff on her, and I don't know. At that point, um, I was just trying to get anything that was half ass cheap. Which yeah. I, I mean, they weren't cheap, but for I today's standards, anything, so. yeah. And uh, because at that point I didn't have anything because I had yeah. unsold everything and Flo had gotten hurt, so I didn't have her no more. And right, Hun Hun was hurt, and I had just sold Lexi, and so I was starting over. Yeah, and that's kind of where you are, or that's kind of where you've been is just building and transitioning and right trying to figure out what you want to do and what you like and you don't like because it's I mean let's face it it's a different kind of horse that you have now from what you had then yeah so you know I mean it's tough to do I mean I'm the same way it's and is that transition like hard like are you like Ashley would you recommend keeping an open horse while you're doing the young horse thing or (laughs) yes definitely because it gets very frustrating and you want to quit and everything else and it's daunting isn't it it is it sucks and yeah it i mean i'm not super experienced in it but i can only imagine what it does for your confidence yeah Um, even someone as accomplished as you when your colts aren't fun (laughs) sometimes they're They're so humbling and when they humble you over and over and over it really gets to you right. trust me I understand that as well and I I can't ride half as well as you can but I understand oh, you can. completely but I'm at the point right now where I just want to have fun and I want to go to shows I don't want to have to worry about I mean I, I got colts and I'm going to have colts for a, a while but I got some that I think is going to come on pretty fast and we all know Hopefully. that. We all know that you'll just, have them going. Right. You'll have them going in and no time. And did you breed those colts that you have coming up? I do. I did. Ex- yep. They were all born here. Yeah, out and, of out of Rick's policy. And you've and Flo, and, and Hun Hun. Yeah. I can't wait to see more of them in the barrel pen. And now you have They're a Presley so baby. I do. Which I'm excited about that one. I'm going to have to go look at her whenever before you guys leave. Yeah, I'm excited about, Uh, especially about her. So you bought the stud horse how long ago? He was 10, coming 11. I didn't realize he was that young, I guess. And now he's 17. You've had him seven years? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember when she oh first bought him. Well, I guess Deeks is four, so I mean, I guess that's. Yeah. I mean, it was around the time Crystal was buying Lexi, not too yeah. long after. So. Because she came up, I think I she think came up he here. He might have been the first thing I bought. Honestly, I think he was because we came up here like literally shortly after, and she was looking at Splash. We totally forgot about oh, Splash. Yeah, we did. And mm-hmm. she was looking at Splash, and you had gotten him, and we were looking at him. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, because you ran Splash and Lexi, because you had both yep. of them. So you did have them together for a while. I did. I forgot about Splash. They I were best too. friends. <laughs> they were. They yes. ate a wall to see each other. Two places. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, yeah. 
This is true. I remember that now. Oh, so a lot of nice horses, a lot of nice horses that are showing potential coming up. Tell us about uh, Flashlight. (sighs) Well, (laughs) I don't even know where to start. But anyhow, um, so I bought him as a two-year-old off of Mikey Callahan out of South Carolina. Off the track? Off the track. Didn't know Um, anything except to run, right? Yeah. Yep, and then was, she gets on him because that's what she does. And like, <laughs> he he didn't want to move. He was just he would freeze up and he wouldn't want to go. And then he'd give me an attitude and throw a little fit. Did he have breaks? Yeah, he didn't want to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he'd rather how stop does, and stand there than does, do anything else. How does a horse off the track, right? <laughs> get to be that but, way? Honest to goodness, like. Everything came to him so fast. Like, he picked up everything. Loping circles. I mean, the pattern. I think anytime I start any horse on the pattern, I always lope them through the first the first day. Just to see where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's amazing. And he loped through like he'd done it a million times. And wow. he's done it. I mean, we have our... So, he loped through the first day. He loped through the first day. Did Perfect. you? Did you have to go back to, like, trotting and patterning and I mean, anything I like that? I always do. Or? always do. And uh, so, I just, like I said, I walk and trot them a million times, and then I ask them to lope. And then I start every day after that. I just walk and trot and... Maybe once or twice a week, I'll loop them through just to see where I'm at. And, uh, but do you do how exactly do you work a horse when you're when you've had them? I don't know the first couple weeks and up until the 30 days. Like, do you do drills and that type of thing, or do you strictly take them through the pattern? I'm not a big drill person. I don't do drills. Um, I get them looping circles. I get them looping little circles. Moving over. Moving over. I just want them to know my cues and picking up, moving over, like the small circles, make sure they stay collected in a circle because that's what they need when they're turning a barrel. Yeah. Um, and uh, repetition. A lot of repetition. And do you, without being able to physically show us, like kind of walk us through how you work them, do you do big circles around the pattern or do you put them where they're going to be in a run? It... I go back and forth. So if there's, you know, I do the big circles and then if I feel like they're coming in or anticipating just at a walk or a trot, then I do the bigger circles. And then I go to the smaller circles. I mean, it's back and forth. Just whatever. Just they, depending, it, depending on, what they on need. the horse. I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to explain. It's feel. I'm not very good. It's feel. Yeah. It is. A lot of it's and feel. I'd rather take you all up, put you on a horse and show you or put myself on a horse and show you then explain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I'm not very good at that. I've never had, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to work on it. Um, so in as far as stopping them at the barrels, it all depends on if they're paying attention. Right. Gotcha. If they're paying attention, I don't stop a lot. If they're not, I do stop them. Um, but 
So there's no real philosophy behind that really to you other than paying attention. You're not like trying to teach a, it doesn't matter to you like about relaxing or any type of thing like that. You just want to pay attention and stay collected. Right. Yeah. And then if they, you know, if I feel like they're getting hot or they're getting tired of it, I take them off for a couple of days and I just lope circles and take them outside or give them a little break because everybody gets burnt out. Right. Yeah. You can get burnt out. Because you can only walk at hat pattern so many times or trot it before you get burnt out. Yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's just all in the horse. You just got to listen to the horse and know what they need. And it's... So, know. if I brought you a colt that was broke, just... I'm just going to use me because you and I work well together. So, if I bring you a colt that's walk, trot, lope in circles, not really... I mean, doesn't really know much because I know you and I both prefer that we'd rather them know less than more right. if they're coming from somebody else you don't want something that's super 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 broke I know that's not what everybody wants but Julie and I both prefer that we don't want to have a ten hundred thousand buttons on them right because we want to put our own and I think you can have too many in my opinion on a barrel horse I agree <laughs> so um if I brought you a colt, like when I brought you Chesney, for example, she walked trot lobe circles, not well, but she would do it and she mm-hmm. tried, you know. So what would be, I know that it depends on if she was stupid or she was this, but just ideally, if you just have a colt that's willing, that wants to do stuff, what does that kind of look like over four weeks? Like if they don't have a bunch of setbacks or anything like that. So you say you, to start off with, you would attempt to lope her through the first day, typically. Yeah. As long as she's broken, not acting like a fool. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then after you do that, do you just go back that same day and then start see where you're at? And then that would determine what you would do slow. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So then you would just work on that. So would you lope her again that first week? Yeah. I you would. would. But every day? No, not every day. Maybe okay. like end of the week? Yeah. And then you would see where you're at again. Yeah. And then you would reevaluate mm-hmm. where she's at at the end of the week, and that would determine, I'm assuming, what you would do the beginning of right. the next week. Yeah. And if they're, like, strung out, going around the pattern or, or any barrel, mm-hmm. I like to live with small, small circles. Mm-hmm. They like, I mean, you, they got to figure out where they're putting their feet. Right. And if they they can't live with a small circle collected, they can't... Turn. Turn, so... Right. Um, but like Chesney, I think I had her 30 days. You did. And you come up. And I sent her outside. Yeah. <laughs> She'd she never looked, been outside. She, Ashley just yep. actually recently sent me a video of Chesney when she came home from you in April loafing a 17 at the Good Evening Ranch. <laughs> Within yeah. 30 days of of being trained on barrels. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Julie. Yeah. She, uh. I mean, I don't have any secrets. I don't know what's what I do that's any different than anybody else, but So I I've I kinda know it, but for our listeners I think it's really interesting to know. What is your guys' philosophy of when you move on with a horse? Is there a set to amount of next, time for every horse? To the next thing that you're trying to teach them. To the next thing, so or the next you, speed, or anything Are like you going to keep that horse doing the same thing until it gets it perfect? For no. a certain amount of time? No, or? no. Um, usually two or three weeks. I mean, in the arena. I mean, if, 
if I can get them outside at any point in time, I like to take them outside. Mm -hmm. But, you know, spring weather. And when she says outside, she means to her outside pen. Right. That's to on the barrels outside because their arena is pretty small. Yeah. And so a lot of times if you ride inside too much, you'll get those horses actually wanting to rate like way too Turn much. Off. So yep. she doesn't like to keep them inside for a long Shouldering. So I ride them in there until they start cheating. They like to start cheating in there. They like to do stupid shit. But mostly cheating, shouldering, mm-hmm. rating down too much. Not being so honest. So as soon as I... As soon as I can tell they're going to start doing that kind of stuff, I move outside. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. And then the only time I ride them inside is if it's crappy out, and I usually don't work a pattern. Right. Gotcha. Um, you can also, I feel like, teach horses to work off the wall if you work inside too much, yeah. and you don't have walls outside. <laughs> right. And so. so, why do you um, not wait for our listeners? Um, why do you not wait until they're perfect at something to move on? You can't pick them apart. They get bored. Yeah, you can't. And you just got to go on. And then that thing gets better, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you you start pushing them, going faster, you can always slow slow them back down. I mean, at some Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Slow them back down and start back with the basics and then try again later. I mean. Right. um, I don't know. I'm just. You think that, and they get bored. They do. I think. Yeah. If yeah. you go slow for too long or you... Yeah, you got to let them go at some point because I feel like they get stuck. Mm-hmm. If you go slow too long, yes. then they don't want to run. Yes. Well, and I think that also teaches them, like, to keep going even if they aren't perfect. Because right. there's going to be a lot of times they're not perfect in a run and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, and I also think that something else that's interesting that is probably, I'm sure people don't agree with, um, but I found it to be true, and I learned it from Glenn and Julie, but is, um, I know they always tell me, don't worry about their leads initially when you're running. Now, not when you're doing slow work, but, like, if you send a horse in or whatever, they'll figure it out. They have to figure out their leads on their own. Like, you're not going to pick one apart or slow it down, or if you're sending them in there and they're on the wrong lead, you're going to let them figure out where they need to be. Right, and they usually do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take too long. Uh-uh. I think people worry. I I think people worry too much about things that don't matter. Yeah. You have I to. Agree. And I think that's why your and Glenn's horses stay together because you don't pick them apart. So you let them figure stuff out on their own. So therefore you don't have to micromanage that horse during your run because right. it's learned to do those things correctly on its own, not with you giving it the cue to do it. Right. So I think that makes a huge difference that's why you can't yeah i agree you put leg here and nose here and (laughs) pull here and you can't do all that shit in 13 seconds no and so with colts starting them what's your go-to or several um types of equipment and bits that you like to use do you use tie downs always i use tie downs i don't i've tried to use martingales i've tried the german martingales yeah i've never gotten along with any of it like and i feel like i always put a tie down on a colt whether they need it or not because at some point they may need it so yeah. they need to know what it's for and you don't want to put something on something and have them put flip completely out so 
I do always put a tie down on. I feel like it helps them with the balance. I mm-hmm. mean, what would eventually you... I can take them. I've taken them. Lexi doesn't run, didn't run with tie down. Yeah. JR didn't run with tie down. I mean, you can, I eventually, on some of them, I take them off. I know which ones I can tell, like, which ones I can take the tie down off. But, but they do, initially have them at least while they're getting experienced. Yes. And... Yes. What would you say to people who say that tie downs are a crutch? Well, I don't know. I've never, I mean, that's their opinion. I mean, right. And do you always use tie downs like you said for balance? You're talking about in the pattern. Like it's not just a you keep them from throwing their head up. I feel like they balance. There's several. In the turn or whatever. And I know that, you know, I feel like a lot of people look down on that, but. It's worked for you for so long. (laughs) Yeah, it's worked for me. I mean, if it's not broke. Don't, Don't fix, fix it. it. <laughs> I agree 100%. So, um, and would you say that, that, you know, certain things work for certain people and yep. that's just what you found work for you? Yep. And, and kudos to the people that want to spend hours. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's why you, uh, a reason, one of the many the reasons. <laughs> break at the pole and. Back this, up. Back up. Yep. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons that they get things done so quickly. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like if you're reasons. doing all that and they're, you're in their mouth constantly, I just don't feel like that accomplishes, accomplishes anything. anything. And mm-hmm. I feel like it, I don't know, holds them back. Right. Yeah. That and makes I've, sense. And I've I, had people message me on, on Facebook and be like, well, how, how come your horses run so hard? Really? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I just... That's funny. They do. And they're always like, well, I think it's because you don't... Your horses aren't super duper broke. And I mean, they are broke, but they're not... Right. You know, they don't have all the buttons. And what everybody likes these days. They have all the buttons they need. And I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. Well, I mean, I think it depends on what your goal is with your horse. If your goal is to have a barrel horse that you can win on or a barrel horse that you can run, then what does it matter if your horse can side pass? I mean, yeah, that's nice. Teach him that later. I don't yeah. feel like that's the barrel trainer's like Well, that's kind of what was yeah. done with job Reese, to do right? that. Like she yeah. Didn't do those things, and then you eventually taught her those yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, Glenn started her, so I guarantee yeah. you she didn't learn to back up. <laughs> no. And know? she's broke, broke now. So, I mean, that goes to show you that you can always go back and add those things if you want to or feel like you need to. But I think that's nice that you're not trying to cram them in at the same time as everything else. Right. Well, and, and people can say, well, they're not broken. I guarantee you, you can move. Julie's horses over. There is absolutely oh, yeah. they're the most. My horse was horses. here for two weeks, and she was hurt, and we had vets look at her and couldn't figure it out. My horse was here for two weeks and didn't get rode for how many months after that? Four, five. Oh, a long time. And four or five months after that, and Ashley got back on her and could already tell what Julie had did in two weeks. Yeah, like being she able to grab her, move her over, over really and, well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think there's. I personally think there's a misconception about brokenness with barrel horses I think I really think that there is I I think there's a difference if you want 
a well-rounded horse and you care more about them outside of the pattern mm-hmm. than you do in the pattern. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's about all what, what works you want. For you. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people don't want to trail ride and they don't want to do a bunch of other things. But if you do, then put it on there later. Like, you don't have to do it all right now. Yeah. And leave your horse somewhere for four months and, you know. Yeah. So, so what are your, what are your go-to bits? I always start out with a snaffle. I got a D-ring. It's a slow twist is what I usually start everything out. And I usually, unless they're screwing up, I usually don't change it. Yeah. If they're shouldering or dropping their shoulder, then I always switch to something, that, a little lifter or something. But I usually keep them in that as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I've always had good luck. And you don't use curves? I don't use curve chains. Nope. Never have. <laughs> yeah. And what's your reasoning behind that? I think it makes one stiff. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I think lots of people like them and that's fine. Lots of people, lots of horses run in them. But yeah, they do. Know. And I've, I mean, I've watched a lot of them. And every freaking horse I see has a curb change. <laughs> and they look light. They look, I mean... My horses, I feel like, are light when you pick them up. But, yeah, they are. Yeah, And um, there are some horses, like you, like Bernice has a curb chain. She's like one of my only horses that do. And it's you, really And loose. you were like, she, it, it might help her because she was too bendy. She needed stiffened up a little bit. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe you could put it on a horse that was bendy. Maybe it might right. help But there's you. not very many that. Right. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be beneficial for. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I don't. I got a crap ton of bits up there, but I only have my certain go tos and what you, when you say a lifter, like what's the first lifter um, bit you would go to? So I have a little I wouldn't say it's a Dutton, but it's So they got a big shank on it or it's a little shank. And it's not um As a lifesaver, I don't even. It's it's a little gag. Mm-hmm. I think we. I used it on Flo. I've used it on Rooney. I think. Um, oh, I know. It's, I know what yeah. you're talking about. You used it on Lexi, didn't you? In big pins or something? Yeah, I think it's something with the lifesaver well, you used on her. She had pins. a draw bit. She had a draw bit with the rope nose. Yeah, it's a little loose yeah. curb. I mean, loose. It didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> and I usually, if I need one. It, if I got a one that opens its mouth or something when I pick up on it or whatever, I'll put like a really loose either piece of bale or twine or a really loose curb chain. But um but other than that, it's just a snapple and then that one gag. They're so unbroke. I don't know how you ride them in a snaffle jewelry. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I mean man. <laughs> how in the world do you make that work? I don't know. <laughs> And I read Flashlight and Snapple. He's been my most challenging. And if they Cause he's so run strong. so hard because they're not broke, how do you ever get them stopped in a Snapple? <laughs> I've never had trouble stopping one. <laughs> ever. Um, but Flashlight has been my most challenging. Well, but he's a different he's, style. I think he was... I think... Because he was so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he int- intimidated me, and I thought he was running off with me because he felt like it. But he was, but just he really running. wasn't. Yeah, he was just running. 
it's just a different yeah different style and different power than you've been used to a lot of your horses weren't super they're small they you weren't big and, horses. right yeah he's yeah. huge huge have, if I mean, you guys 15-1 but but she doesn't compare it. But he was just massive. Like, he just has so much mass and body. And like, yeah, for me, it's more and... so his muscles and, like, his size more so than his height. Yeah. Yeah. But he has a different style than your horses, though, yes. typically do. Yes. He kind of rolls back a little bit. And I've never seen you ride a and, horse that rolls back. No. And Do you think that is because of his size? Or did you feel that early on in I training? I felt like that. I felt that early on in training. Mm-hmm. And then... I think that was just his thing, and that there was no change in it. Like you can't, well, yeah. you can't change one that's their style. That's mm-hmm. naturally how he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't. I don't feel like, and for his size, it was just no changing. Yeah, trust me, I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've worked a lot. I've wasted a lot of time trying to fix him, and just decided you had to go with it. Yep, and just go with it, and I get along with him better that way. Yeah. He reminds me, not in, not in a lot, not in like every aspect, but that part, he reminds me of Happy. And I started getting along better with him when I just decided to like, just, just know it's not how I want to do it and know it's not my style, but you just have to decide. You have to decide, I'm either going to get rid of them or I'm going to try to fix myself because you're not fixing them. Right. Like. Well, and it's funny to me, as many horses as both of you guys have had. It took you so long to run into a horse like that. Like, most of them did have the style that you preferred. Right. Or, or, you know. Yes. Yeah, I've never had an. I've never had Molded a little like bit him. to your program right. more than them. I never have. Flow was challenging, too. But I can't... I can't really remember what, what I struggled with her on. I don't either. I don't remember either. But I do know that you didn't like her for a while. Yeah. And Glenn did run her for a yeah, while. Yeah, he got along good with her. I didn't. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll try her because he didn't want to run much of, you know, his back and stuff was hurting him. So yeah. then we started getting along, I guess, because I just let her do her thing and mm-hmm. stayed out of her way. Yeah, but, when I came onto the scene, you ran up to the fence to watch Julie run Flo and Lexi. Those are the... I I remember her a little bit, but not as much. You as had Nettie then too, and yeah. she was always Lexi. nice too. Yeah, yeah. Nettie a lot. Me some saddles. Yeah, and she was she so was consistent. So, she was fun and consistent. Yeah, she wasn't good in big pins, but but you couldn't beat her in little no. pins hardly. Uh-uh. She was just so small. She just didn't have. She was fast, but she was so small. She wasn't fast like a big like a bigger right. horse. And I started her. Glenn bought her. And I, she was just so handy and bur- like she was, she went, I guess a cutting horse reject and oh, uh, yeah. we bought her as a six year old, and uh, she just went right to it. Mm-hmm. But she was so quirky. Oh yeah, she was so quirky. <laughs> like she, when she got mad, she would or whenever you, she would just back up. She would just back up <laughs> yeah. and back up and back up. Like she just wanted to back up. That's why they got her. I think that's, that's why, why they, they get rid of her, yeah. because that's what she like. She as would soon freeze as up. You put pressure mm-hmm. on her, and she would fly backwards or mm-hmm. not do anything. Right. Which is why you just I left just, her alone, and yeah, I didn't even <laughs> didn't ride her in the week because she was <laughs> awful to ride. Yeah. You couldn't loop circles on her. You couldn't. I just, 
I didn't even ride her during the week. I just <laughs> ran her on the weekends. Well, she ran in fields. Like, you turn around, like Breeze. One forever. of those horses that keeps like herself, breeze. like, don't walk anywhere. Yep. Yeah. She was like, Breeze, just run. Your Breeze, running so, yeah. everywhere. She was a lot of fun. I hated to get rid of her. She was fun. I got to run her a couple times. But it was time. I can't keep them forever, but I do sometimes, but not very often. <laughs> well, your program has blessed a lot of people with nice horses because of it, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's for sure. It's getting ready to bless me again. <laughs> a couple months. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Maybe before that, you might get to I have... need to bless myself. <laughs> Might get to have little sister before you get little brother. I don't know yet, but yeah, if I can't get little sister to turn the third barrel, she might come visit Aunt Julie because. Well, and for all of you guys to save Julie a ton of messages, um, she does not take horses for the public. We have to twist her arm and hold her down, so you better just not ask. Yeah. Sorry. Well, sorry to upset you, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure you could talk her into it. You can try, but I'm not sure you could talk I'm her into it. I'm going to make Ashley, like, take one of mine home and <laughs> keep it legged up while I have hers. And there's there not many go. people she'd let do that. So. Yes. I, already, I already told her I would. I said, just send me something home and I'll ride it and keep it in shape for you. So Ashley's you so desperate to get Julie because she... she she is the only person on this earth that Ashley is satisfied with or can ride behind. She is convinced of this. Uh-huh. So she'd probably take three or four horses, Julie. You should up, up the ante a little. <laughs> take Carter and Hudson and all of them. Yeah, I might do that. <laughs> yeah. Flashlight, isn't he the one you don't like to trail around? Oh, no. I hate yeah, make her, make her take Flashlight. All she has, all she does is ride trails. I know. I know. He Although, how much better was Nettie when she came back from our house to ride? Remember, wow. you said, man, you can actually grab her nose and lope circles on her now. Yeah, yeah she was a lot better. Yeah. You put Sarah, a determined kid, mm-hmm. teenager, Sarah, on her long enough. Right. Yeah, Sarah yep. freaking, oh my God. There was a couple times when I actually thought one of them was going to die. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Sarah... She was trying to get that horse to flex, and she didn't want to flex, and Nettie just started spinning circles. She was spinning so fast that Sarah actually came off of her and landed on her feet, and then she was pissed. And then she got back on. It was, it was, and I just was, but Nettie was, she never reared, and she never bucked, ever. Like, I mean, if you grab her by the rein, I know she would rear, but like, if you, as long as you never touched her, I don't care what you did to that horse. She wouldn't do anything. And I thought, well, one of them, one of them will win eventually. <laughs> I just let them go. But she did make her a lot better. She did. To ride. Julie was like, there is no way in hell I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm not fighting with her. I don't care enough to. We went and won on the weekends and brought her home and turned her back out. <laughs> and we did that for many years and she was fine. Yeah. Yeah. You ended up with her a couple times. I did. Times, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've got some stories, but now we got to get back into it and get some more. Yeah. I need to get my button gear. I keep saying it. Yeah, but it's happening. With this weather, I just can't get in the mood. Well, I mean, I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. I can't say it. I'm not. I'm I mean, the... it's not supposed to rain now for like the next week. Mm-hmm. So, 
That might give me some motivation. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard. I don't care what anybody says, and kudos to the people that do it. And I mean, you know, we do it whenever we have to do it when we're showing, but it's hard. Like, we work full-time jobs, and we have other things going on, and so, you know, sometimes you just can't dedicate that to, you know, de- can't dedicate all of your time to it. It like you would want to. And right? I don't think that there's anybody out there, a trainer out there, that would say that it's easy when you are, like, sewing everything you have into your program and you're not seeing, you're not seeing the flourishment from it yet. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's just for winter time or whatever, it's hard to get motivated. Yeah. yeah. But you got all your cults are, all the, well, except the ones born last year, but they're all old enough. And so. Yeah. That five. Well. Five total that I need to be riding. Yeah. It's a lot for one person. Yeah. With a job and Yeah. yeah. I mean not that for the everyday barrel racer. I went in at seven this morning, got home at five, so Yeah, it's tough. I mean and winter, I mean, definitely does not help. And it's for me it's that's why I don't even try it. I mean, because I don't show in the winter like we had 14 inches of snow last weekend at my house. I couldn't have got in or out of my driveway if I wanted to. Right. You know? And to me, one, which my horses didn't run enough last year that they really needed a break. But if you do, I think giving them a month or so off is good for them, for right. one. And two, I don't see the point in being miserable riding whenever it's 30 degrees. One, when most of the shows are canceled around here. It'd be one thing if we lived somewhere where you could actually have jackpots all winter. Right. And go or to if it was our livelihood. Or, well, yeah, that's know. different. If you trained horses for a living, then that's what you'd do. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, so. It's just not feasible. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying there's not, but I don't personally know anyone in our area that goes year-round to barrel races. We, used, just, I we used don't to. even have them. <laughs> I used to. We don't even have them all, anymore. Every, all year. I used the to. The Eastridges, are, they, they go a lot. Yeah. Honestly. But even them, I mean, they take couple months break yeah and Antoinette and I mean all of the people that you know show a lot and go to big shows and stuff there are bigger shows out there during the winter but not normally any local ones yeah me and Glenn would go when it was 20 degrees (laughs) yeah I mean we didn't care we went yeah we're dumb (laughs) (laughs) all right well we, we just have a couple more questions we won't keep you much longer but I'm just curious about um what do you do for like farrier and vet, and what's your, what's your opinion on those kind of things? Who do you use, and what's your? Well, I use Don Beckner's for my farrier. You're not getting him either, just so you know. Don't <laughs> die. He ain't. Nope. She got grandfathered in. Yep. Um. He's been shooting for Glenn for fifty 60 years. Sixty years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he yeah. just turned eighty. Eighty-three, maybe. Wow. 82. Does he I have just a couple people he does it yeah. for? And uh, he can do one or two. That's awesome. A time. <laughs> but he always he always finds time to do it, too. I mean, yeah. it may take him a little longer, but... Uh, and I've never had a horse lame. I've never had any issues Mm-mm. with my horse's feet. That's awesome. Um, vet work, I mean, I use Winnie. Who also you can't hardly. You're not get. getting him either. No, no. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But I've been lucky. I'm, I haven't really had to. I don't have anything really. I took flashlight last 
what, fall? Mm-hmm. Early, late, sp- park. late summer, went to Park Equine. And they really couldn't find anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Injected him. But... Injected him, but, I mean, he wasn't really... Mm-mm. He wasn't really that sore. That sore at all. So, um, but I keep him on Adequan mm-hmm. and uh, the Equibone, which I really like. I mean, it's expensive, and yeah, but it helps his feet because his feet are so soft. And you said you took him off of it, and, and just... yeah, I took him off of it just to see if I could tell a difference. And his feet were crumbling, like they were know. like that when we went to park. Yep. They were, yeah. and now they're fine. Really, they are perfect. That's yep. crazy. And he even pulled a shoe, and it's not Cr- not falling not apart crumbling. now. Nope. Um, are but... you a big supplement person? No. I'm not either, but I've heard a ton. I've never tried it personally myself. But I've heard to try. a ton of Equibone reviews yeah, of how I like awesome it. it is. And I want to try the Equinity. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just heard really good things about it, but I've never tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, you know, a couple of the horses had limes, and I've had to have them treated. And, yeah. And that's what I think mostly that's why I quit showing so early last year last year's because a couple of the horses come up positive for limes it's not fun not fun and uh but i really don't do a whole lot of vet stuff just coggins and it's because you're old school yeah (laughs) if i was at the vet all the time glenn would throw me out i think (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably uh, true (laughs) but if if she sees something yeah. That's super concerning. She does, and she might just um, sneak always, and, always... and not tell Glenn right off. But... <laughs> I have a lot of medicines coming in here that, like, he don't know about. <laughs> and he definitely don't know the prices. Like, <laughs> but, uh, because he didn't need any of that in no, his day. So. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Uh, What's your feed program? Right now, I'm just feeding Purina, Emeline, and the low starch blue bag, whatever it's. I kind of mix it together, and yeah, they all look fat and they all look good and they're shiny and. You feed really good hay, though. I do, and the um, the babies I got them on blue bonnet, Marinful. Oh, I like that feed. That's yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I fed that to Deeks when he was baby. Yeah, he looked really good on it. I like it a lot. I've been trying to figure out something to switch to, but I just, I mean, they all look good. Yeah. They all feel good. I like the D&D, but yeah, it's, it's hard just so to get. hard to get. And I know. That's where I'm at right now. Like, in the summer, it's not bad because right. I can get it, but, like, it's tough in the winter. And, I mean, Dustin's trying to get it, you know, out, but I'm, it's not his fault. But right. I just, I live far from everybody. It's not anybody's fault to can't get anything to me except right. mine. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But hopefully we get some. It's just different just stuff here. Run to Tractor Supply because it's right there, right? Yeah. When I get off work. Yeah. I just run and get it. It's yeah. Easy. Um, That's one of the main reasons why I haven't switched. Just because it's convenient for me to get, and I am in the works of trying to get some feed locally, but that we we'll don't see. have. We'll see. But and I've. Even thought about just ordering all my feed from Chewy, but I'm thinking that FedEx guy would probably pray hate my guts. And mine got over it. Mine got over it. Just split it up. Just every time I'm like, 
every two weeks. I was getting 13 bags delivered by Chewy. You want to talk about oh, hate man. my guts? I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. But he would put it in my barn and everything for me. Bless he would like stack it all up and yeah. I don't get, I do still get some. I, I love high gain. That's like. I love high gain, and I have two horses on it still, and I get right. it from Chewy. Chewy. That's the only place you can get That's it. Sort of I mean, close to me. Blue bonnet for the babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to switch them all to blue bonnet. And it's not really that. I mean, some of their stuff's really not that No, it's not. Expensive. Especially that Marinfall. Yeah. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. But, so, but, where mm-hmm. do you see, where, what are your goals for this coming year, and where do you see your program going? Well, I'm going to have some babies on the trailer. Um, I don't know, honestly. You ever you ever planning on taking any training horses in? I mean, I'd like to, but I'm going to be very picky. and About who you take them from? About who I take them from. And, I call dibs. I'm in line. <laughs> and uh, I might take one or two here and there. But, I have one that's not started. It'll be easier um, for you. <laughs> And it all depends on how my own are going before I, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've got one I'm definitely taking in the spring here, but uh, only because he's a Rick's policy baby and I want want him to do good, but. um, Yeah. You've been pretty consistent, though, on taking Rick's policy babies. Yeah. That's been your thing. That's kind of the only ones you'd make exceptions for for a while, except. Right. A couple people you did make exceptions for, but. And, um. But, uh, <laughs> but like I said, all it depends on you know how mine are, my own are doing and what yeah, time I, I have for my own. I want to focus because I haven't. I want one more than one horse running good, you know. Yeah, you need to get back to and you have old days when you got when you got seven going I don't at want once. Seven, but two when, or three would be nice. I can't wait till the day when Julie Costelli pulls up. We're all like, well. <laughs> there goes, this sucks. There goes the barrel race. Yeah. Whipping all our asses. Uh-huh. I hope that day comes, but Yeah. So you, I have you no doubt. what what are the plans with the stud horse? Do you know you I'd like to find him a good home, but You just wanna focus on I just wanna showing focus. and riding and yes. what you've got. And possibly taking some horses for people, but Yeah. You've got enough horses what, to do you the for thing a while. Is, with Glenn with the way he's feeling and stuff now, he can't help me with the mares. Like when we breed and stuff, breed and stuff. Um, yeah. So it leaves just, you. It just leaves me, and Monty's not the problem. Right. The stud is perfect. Yeah. It's the mares. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they bring them and they have a baby on them. Oh yeah. Separate. I gotta oh. keep them separated. It's it's tough, and you know, last year I did it by my, basically by myself. Yeah. And, uh, so it's just, it's more hassle for me now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Glenn has been a bit huge help and, and it sucks that he's not able. Yeah. And I relied on him a lot and I just feel like I'm pushing more on him when I'm taking more on and yeah, yeah. he's not able to do it and it's just, I just can't do it no more. Yeah, so. and when it's not, they're too expensive to not have fun. That's right. just period. Yeah, and you end up spreading yourself too thin when you have as much as what you do up here going on. Yep. Yeah. So it's a really good opportunity for someone. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, she's got it's some. It's at the perfect time. He's got some mm-hmm. nice babies coming up that are, they're starting to get in the barrel pen. And, and he's paid in the future fortunes, right? Yep. He's paid in the future fortunes and, uh, yeah. Just, She'd like for him to go to somebody who's going to continue to, you know, breed him and, and, you know, push his babies. And, yeah, I mean, because she, and, and the good thing is it's a perfect opportunity because I think for a stallion owner, you want your babies to get into the right hands. And, I mean, whose hands would you want them in more than Julie's? And you've yep. got a whole freaking trailer load that are going to be in Julie's hands. So. And Ashley Skaggs has the really nice one. You've got a I've nice got one, one coming up. They are so naturally athletic. Yep. So, I mean, it. It's it's definitely a good opportunity for somebody, so if you think you could... She is going to be picky and choosy about where he goes, but yeah. if you think you could give him a good I'll home... I'll keep him and, forever and not yeah. even breed him anymore if I have to. If yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you don't want I don't him. want him to get in the wrong hands. Yeah, he's he's got a fantastic disposition. You would never know he was a stud. He's mm-hmm. so quiet. He's so... Never hear a peep out of him. Yeah, he's. I've been around him a lot, and I'm not a big stud person, but like I wouldn't care to like handle him you know yeah. and I mean I'm not about I'm not really about studs you know so he's he's very nice but the past couple of years I've handled him and bred every mare that's been in here and yeah by myself basically yeah and so that's a huge testament off. to him too yeah so um but I mean I hate to see him go but you got to focus on what is important to you though yeah and we all want to, we all want to see that too, so. And then Flo, I want her to go to a good home too. Yeah, so if you're looking for a broodmare and you take care of your broodmares. <laughs> yes, I don't want her just going to anybody. I've had her for 17 years. Yeah. She's a tough one. It's going to. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Um, it sucks. Being an adult sucks. It sometimes. Does. Yep. So. But we're, I think we're all ready to see you. In the pen showing as much as you're ready to get back in I'm the ready. pen showing. Yep. So, we'll do whatever we can to help you get there. So, yep. I think um, that leads us into our next bit of exciting news <laughs> that nobody knows about yet. <laughs> we are super excited to announce that Barrel Racing with the Not So Rich and Famous podcast is going to be hosting a Julie Costelli clinic. And that will be in May. 18th and 19th at the Good Evening Ranch. We already have the date booked. Um, We're going to have a flyer out. Actually, we should have the flyer out um, right after this podcast goes out. So if if you're listening to the podcast, then the flyer will be following soon after. Um, It'll have all the details, but we do know that it's going to be a two-day clinic. Um, We're going to provide lunch both days. Stalls. And the stalls um, will also be included in that price, in the the price, which um, all that, but all that information will be on there. So you'll definitely get um, one-on-one with Julie, run reviews, that type of thing. Yeah, Um, Julie, I think maybe we'll even ride, I think Julie's even maybe going to ride the horses uh, one day and, yep. so um, we're, we're going to work more of a. I like to feel. Doing, doing yeah. show, yep. basically. So she said, you know, that's what she would rather do. And so she's going to get the opportunity to do it. And I would jump on this. Um, we are going to take deposits for you to reserve your spot just so we don't have people back out. Um, and also we're going to start taking deposits soon. So if you need to make payments, you will have to have 
the money turned in probably by um maybe it'll be like mid April or first of May. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna have like a buckle, we're gonna have like a few little fun awards and um so it's gonna be a really good time. I think you guys will learn a lot and um we try to work it around shows. Now if you guys haul outside of the state a lot then sorry. But um I know we looked at IBRA schedule, MBHA schedule. But all the schedules um, that were out, there is not a barrel race on that weekend. Yeah. And so that's why we chose that. We did try to work around that. So hopefully it works for as many people as possible. And the people that would want to come. And we are selling limited spots. So I would definitely, I anticipate we'll sell out pretty quickly. So I would jump on that as soon as you yeah. decide you want to come. So you can message Holly or I. We're going to take care of that. If you have questions, feel free to message Julie. But Holly and I are going to take care of you know, keeping track of who all's paid and all that stuff. So Julie doesn't have to do that. So um, just reach out to, to any of the three of us. Um, but we'll, like I said, all the information will be on the flyer. So I think that just about wraps us up. Julie, we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to have you on. And is there anything else you would like to say? No, I just thank you guys for coming and letting me talk. And I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> much but <laughs> I didn't have a whole oh, lot of information but, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was fun thank yeah, you guys it was we appreciate it very much and we're sure that everybody else will be excited to listen to it too so you guys stay tuned and um, look out for the flyer and message us with questions about the clinic and get your spot Thanks for listening to our podcast, where we're not so rich, not so famous, but but we're we're all all trying trying to be. be.